Welcome to The Hopening, the place where hope is happening, with your hosts Fran Cadron and Marina Teran Maneri. For more information about Fran and Marina, or to apply to be a guest on the show, please go to our website, www.hopening.com. The Hopening is for informal purposes only and is based on the research of your hosts, Fran and Marina. They, as well as their guests, are not responsible for any losses, damages or liabilities that may arise from this podcast, which is not intended to replace any professional medical advice or care by medical professionals you are currently utilizing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Opening. This is a place where hope is happening, and this is our episode 98. So welcome, Marina. And we have a special guest today, my friend, mentor, Ellie Basak-Trovato. And she is coming to us from Massachusetts, USA today. Ellie is a woman's empowerment coach and spiritual mentor devoted to helping you soar. She is a sought-after speaker and best-selling author with a book that's just coming out. So exciting. Dynamic, inspiring, engaging, and genuine. She will help you tap into your limitless potential, rediscover your radiance, and elevate your emotions and relationships. She uses a compelling and unique blend of brain science, spirituality, manifestation principles, and creativity. She helps you integrate knowledge into your lived experience, and she truly does transform lives. And she has been described as having an angel on her shoulder as she navigates life. And so welcome, Ellie. Um, you, I listen to you every morning, though it's uh. not live. <laughs> I listen to you at my time. So um, you're you're always going to be a replay for me. Sorry, six thirty is a little early, but <laughs> welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out and for the opportunity. I'm really excited to get to chat with you guys. It's great mm -hmm. to have you here, Ali. So, tell us your background. How did you land where you are today, helping so many people? Well, uh, that's a great question. I would say that the key pieces of that background are that I've always been somebody who was sort of naturally compassionate and open in listening to people's issues and what was going on for them and was often able to help guide them in some way. And then I went through a really huge challenge of my own, which was that my husband, when we had just recently been married, was diagnosed with a brain tumor and passed away um, just a year after that. And my son was just, a, our son was just a year and a half old at the time. And so it was in that moment when John was diagnosed that, you know, the doctor let him know what was happening. And I just felt something come over me that was so much bigger. It was suddenly like I stepped into a bigger knowing of who I was that just hadn't been there before. And I now know to think of it as the divine coming through is somehow being activated in me in that time. And I believe that we all have that 
um, you know, that element to us, that that is the truth of who we are, that we're all connected to the divine, the universe, God, however you think of that. And that is this pure energy of love. And so that was my sort of initiation into that. And then the entire experience throughout his brain tumor was one of really discovering of what I am made and being exposed through the book Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, being exposed to the idea that we are always putting energy into the world and that energy is always based on love or fear. So every thought that we think, every word that we speak, every action that we take is based in one of those energies. And that's a more commonplace understanding today, partly because of Neil Donald Walsh, but it was pretty new at the time, at least for me, this was more than, you know, 18 years ago. And so when I learned that it changed how my husband and I handled the challenges of his brain tumor. And then as I emerged after he and my father passed away within two months of each other, I had the idea to create a wellness center in their honor. And that was from reading a book called The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. Books can be so fundamentally impactful in our lives, right? And then I created a wellness center and just all kinds of things fell into place that just would blow your mind in terms of the opening of that wellness center and how clearly aligned that was, how clearly the universe was on the side of this happening. And then eventually... I was in the, I loved this place. It's called Uplifting Connections. It still exists, but I sold it years later because I was suddenly in the back office all the time. And that was not my A game. That was my C game to be trying to make QuickBooks work and figure out the schedule, a very complex schedule and all of this other stuff. And the last thing I got to do was to be out with the customers, which is where I really wanted to be. So eventually I sold it. And then I officially hung my shingle as a coach. I got officially certified, although I've just always sort of naturally been a coach. So I added the certification on top of that and then embarked on this world where I just am so blessed. We all are with the technology where we can have this conversation from so far away. And so my business really spans the globe. I have people from many, many different countries who are in my free Facebook group. And I do coaching in a variety of areas and I get to do it online. And so there's no barriers to it. So that's a little bit about my background. You know, you said a little uh, a little hint of the name of your uh, company, uh, the the brave, the new brave. New brave, so yeah. How did you? Why did you choose the new brave? What is what is it about that that was what you needed? What what really gave you your motivation? The new brave. Well, what I think that was tapping into originally my business, I was with a dear friend of mine and we went into business together and it was called Spark Your Spirit. Really cool concept, right? Sparking that part of you, bringing it alive. And eventually we kind of decided we had different visions for what we wanted to be doing. So we separated um, amicably. We're still good friends. And I still wanted to be in this. And so then I was like, okay, so what is the name going to be now? And as I really started to explore it, I thought this really is a different kind of being brave. You know, we're used to thinking of brave as being charging into battle with armor on to protect ourselves. And I think of brave as truly being 
courageous enough to be open-hearted, not the closed off, armored down, but the open-hearted, I choose love no matter what. And I, I call us the home of love's revolutionaries because the idea is that love is the most transformative power on earth. And when we can tap into that, not as some mamby-pamby kind of frou-frou thing, but literally the thing that that is our power, that is our inner peace, that is our ability to impact the world. When we can tap into that, we truly can not just change our lives, but change the world's. And so it really came together from that place of wanting to kind of redefine what it means to be brave, that brave is truly open heartedness, vulnerability, a willingness to see from different sides, a willingness to bring the energy of love to the table, whether or not it's easy to do that, because there are days when it's easy to bring love to the table. And if we look at it as love or fear, there are a lot more days when it's easy to bring fear to the table, because that is the, the paradigm of the world that wants us, that sees us all as very separate and somebody's better and somebody's worse and all the black and white thinking. And we see it, especially now with all the polarization going on in the world, that that's all a very fear-based energy. So in order to track and bring in a love-based energy, it requires a very serious commitment to being the light, to filling ourselves with light. And that too is a part of the new brave is that level of commitment. It's not just a, I'm going to be love when it's convenient and easy and when nothing's going wrong in my life, but I'm going to be love no matter freaking what. <laughs> No. to the very best of my ability. And in fact, inside my free Facebook group, we came up with the saying, um, I would say, you know, choosing love over fear every damn minute I can. And sometimes that's every minute of the day. And sometimes it's one minute in an hour and somebody made it into a hashtag. So now it's hashtag E-D-M-I-C every damn minute I can. At one point we had t-shirts that said choosing love over fear, E-D-M-I-C. Nobody else would have any clue what it was talking about, but. <laughs> yeah. That's so incredible. It makes me think a lot because I think our our thoughts are so important and definitely every damn minute. And if we can just harness them every damn minute, that, that is really so important. I, I always think of, it's like a puppy that you train. It always wants to go off in its own direction, but you have to harness it. Like, no, no, no. If you run in that road, you're going to get killed. Let's go this way. So I... I really love that. So because of you, and after we interviewed you, I revisited Conversations with God and mm. the Neil Donald Walsh thing. And um, it was, I mean, it's so good to reread a book decades later <laughs> and, <laughs> and get a, a new growth from yourself onto it. So I know that the principles has really deeply touched you, but as well as him. So are you willing to share that with us? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So to back up a little bit and to say that, you know, when this book came into my life was when my husband was ill and a person who I literally haven't seen since then. And I don't even remember how he found out that John was ill. He came to visit. And the one thing that I remember, I'm sure he said many things when he was there, but the one thing that I remember was you really need to read the book Conversations with God. And I was like, well, I have it on my shelf. It's one of the many books that I have started and then got distracted and moved on to something else. He said, you need to read that. 
And sure enough, I picked it up and you know how sometimes a book is just ready to land. Like you're ready for it. It's ready for you. And it just like straight to your heart. And so I ended up with my own dog-eared copy. My husband ended up with his own dog-eared copy. And when he passed away and I decided to create a wellness center in his honor, I wanted to specifically put that book into people's hands and books like it that could help us to live from this higher vibration place, to be more aware and self-responsible for the thoughts that we're thinking and the energy that we're putting out into the world. And after I decided to open Uplifting Connections on October 20th, which was my dad's birthday, and I was my dad's money that was enabling me to open it, I found out that they were releasing, releasing Conversations with God as a movie, and they were releasing it on October 20th. And not only were they releasing it on October 20th, but it was not something that was going to be released into the movie theaters, but rather into small stores like mine. So we could show it to our customers. So the weekend that this place existed because of this book, we were showing this movie multiple times to our customers who were coming in. In addition to that, as we were, as I was making plans for uplifting connections to exist, I read a book that, you know, I had a master's degree in education. I had an undergrad in English. I had never taken marketing, sales, accounting, finance, anything that would be helpful in terms of running a business. So I started reading voraciously and I had been reading a book. It said, you need somebody who knows technology. You need, you know, legal, you need this, you need this. And that was on my mind. The next day I went to the local high school where I was tutoring somebody and I overheard somebody talking about technology at the high school. And I approached him and I said, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I read this book. It changed my life. I want to put into as many hands as possible. It's called Conversations with God. And I need somebody who knows technology. Do you know anybody who might be able to help me? And he said, and this still brings tears to my eyes. He said, that book changed my life and I will do your technology and I will do it for free. Oh, and the wow. Higher time I owned Uplifting Connections, Kenneth Dubois did my technology for free. And I looked at him and I was like, that, oh my gosh, that is amazing. I said, I don't know why I feel compelled to ask you this question, but would you happen to know an architect? What are the chances this guy's going to know an architect, right? I had found where I wanted to have the wellness center, but it was a dirt floor. And he said, yes, my girlfriend is an architect. <laughs> And so Tracy came and she said, oh, you could do this and this and this and this. And I said, Tracy, that sounds amazing. What would it cost to have you put together the plans? And she said, I totally believe in what you're doing. And that book changed my life. And I will do the plans for free. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like everything about the coming together of Uplifting Connections felt so guided, so on point. And I was just floating. Okay, so now that's the background information. And I felt like, okay, I've had, you know, Neil Donner Walsh has had a huge place in my life and my husband's life. I've read multiple books at this point in time by him. He had come out with a new book called Home with God, which is about, you know, continuation day and what happens after we die. And years later, I got an email and it didn't even have his name in the subject line. I don't know what made me open this email. It was a marketing email. Well, I do know what made me open it, but logically I don't, right? And so I opened it and I saw inside of it that Neil Donald Walsh was going to be doing an online program. And I was like, 
I mean, you might as well just told me I could learn directly from God because that's how I felt about Neil Donald Walsh. And I was like, this is amazing. So I went to sign up for it. And it said the first 100 people who sign up are going to get to actually be on a live call with him, not just the recording things. And I was like, that's amazing. So I signed up really quickly. I was on the live call. I'll never forget the day that we had the call and I was sitting here and I was looking at Neil Donald Walsh, like sitting in his home. And I was floating on air. It was just beyond anything I could have imagined ever having the opportunity to do. And so I'm like just absorbing everything that he's saying. And he asked if anybody has a question and there's a hundred people, everybody's got questions, but he ends up picking me. And I said, I explained a little bit about the background. And I said, you know, I just want you to know, I don't know if you get tired of hearing this, but your book changed my life and I put it into as many hands as possible. And I created a wellness center to put that book into people's hands. And he actually got choked up and teary. And he said, I have to tell you, I was just having a conversation with, with Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson. And we were talking about how much it still means to us to hear this. And I was like, oh my God, I got to give something back to this man who literally changed my life. And so he gave me this beautiful response. I, I said, how do I help my son stay connected to his dad? He said, teach him how the universe works. Teach him what you resist persists. Teach him about the law of attraction. Teach him this. He gave me all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then we get to the end of the entire experience. And he says, okay, I'm going to walk everybody through a really important activity. So I texted my son, who was a 14-year-old kid hanging out on the couch downstairs, knew what Neil Donald Walsh meant to me, but didn't have any really, like he's, you know, a 14-year-old is not necessarily in search of his sense of spirituality, right? So it's kind of like, yeah, I know she's doing this. And I texted him and I said, hey, Neil's going to take us through an activity. You know, you should come up here. You know, if you want to, I wasn't forcing him. And he said he felt like oh, I'm really comfortable on the couch, but he felt a pull. So he came up and then he's sitting next to me. And now imagine that Neil is looking at a Zoom room that's filled with, you know, 50 people at a time on the screen. And now there's two people in my little box. So he looks up, he stops the entire thing. And he says, Ben, because I had said Ben's name. And I'm just like, Oh my God, Neil Donald Walsh is actually talking to Ben. ben oh my gosh, how you doing? And he's talking to him. And the rest of the activity that he was walking us through, he'd tell everybody what to do. And he'd say, Ben, what you might want to do is think of it this way. And he'd say everything to everybody else. And Ben, what you blah, blah, blah. And so he ends up saying to Ben, you know, Ben, I'd like to get on the phone with you for like 15 minutes and explain to you how the world works. And I, I've never come so close to levitation in my life. I was like, this is amazing. And so we ended up organizing that and I asked for permission to be on that call. And in, I basically kept my mouth shut, but was able to record it and everything. I still have it. It was about an hour long. And in it, Neil said, you know, I'm not in the habit of calling 14 year old boys, but I felt compelled, you know, I felt this, I was led to do this. And he had this extraordinary conversation with Ben. And he said, you know, I cannot, I can't replace your dad, but I can be like a grandfather for you. And I want you to have my personal phone number. And I want you to reach out to me. We can talk whenever you want to. Now, if anybody who's listening has never heard of Neil Dottobosch, I absolutely hope that you go and check him out. 
Uh, once you do, you will see that he is, you know, a multiple times over New York Times bestselling author, a man who was incredibly busy with many, many things to do in his life. And the fact that he would take this time to me is just so touching uh, and really a sign of something much bigger than us at work. Um, so when you when you talk about Donald, um, Donald Neil Donald Walsh, um, there's another book that made a profound impact in in your spirituality and your well-being and your sense of purpose too and your connection, and that's the Course in Miracles. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about a Course in Miracles because it's a book that I've wanted to do for so long, like. Oh my gosh, you should totally come into, I have a program called the Luminosa's Journey. Oh, there we go. <laughs> awesome. I, have, I have one over here near me and I have another one downstairs. Uh, you should totally come in. I have a program that's called the Luminosa's Journey Through a Course in Miracles because it is a tough go on your own. Yes. And I remember you guys are both nodding like, yes, like we, how many of us have that on our nightstand or somewhere nearby and we've made it to lesson, you know, 30 or whatever it is. And then we get distracted. Exactly. It is so hard to do on your own. Mm -hmm. So I had a funny little backstory that I remember the first time I heard of A Course in Miracles was when I had my wellness center, Uplifting Connections, and somebody came in and they said, can you order the book conversations? I mean, um, A Course in Miracles. And I was like, sure. And I'm looking it up on Ingram or whatever. And I was like, who's the, who's the author? And according to Ingram, it was Jesus. And I was like, I didn't know that Jesus was writing books. Like this is just really funny to me. But I ended up picking it up and really, you know, I, I bought myself a copy of it too. And for years I would pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. And finally it was clear to me that it was time uh, to actually really embark on understanding it. And so now I've been a, an avid student of it for many, many years. And then I was led a couple of years ago to start leading other people because I have a master's in education and I have a facility with meeting people where they're at and being able to bridge between this very, I don't even know how to describe the language in A Course in Miracles, you know, it's very Christian, but it's not necessarily Christian in concepts. It's very challenging. It's just the, it's nuanced and layered and everything else, but the concepts in it are actually quite simple when you understand it. And so what it is, is it's a book that was channeled through a woman named Helen Shookman, who was having a lot of issues with a co-worker of hers. And she was like, there's got to be a better way. And she started hearing like, well, there is. Do you want to hear what it is? She was like, what is happening? This was not part of her cosmology that she would be channeling Jesus. And so she and uh, Bill Thetford ended up working on this together and he would take dictation and write it down. And it came through as a text, which is like 684 pages or something like that. And then 365 daily lessons, which really train your mind along the lines that the text sets forth. And what does that mean? The miracle in A Course in Miracles is the choice for love over fear. It's the choice for truth over falsehood. It's the choice for um, spirit over ego. And it's the choice for expansion over contraction. It's There's many different ways that you can say it, but effectively it's love over fear. And understanding 
how to make that choice on a daily basis is one thing, but then being trained to do so, like we talked about EDMIC, right? Every day a minute I can, is A Course of Miracles tells us that every instant is an opportunity for the holy instant. It's the opportunity to stop and to turn to love. You know, fear is going to talk first and fear is very loud and fear is, is, is ready to grab your attention and point you into the ditch and into the shadow. And fear is that part of you that's going to tell you that you're not enough, that that person's terrible, that it's all about judgment. It's all about upset, anger, suffering, pain, drama, all of that. That's where fear is going to take you. And left to its own devices, unfortunately, our brain is going to go there because we have a bias to negativity. And we've got this conditioned reflex that we've spent decades being trained in how to think of the world that way. And so this is an uphill battle. And that's why it's so important to have the 365 daily lessons, which are actually quite clear about how do you apply these throughout your day so that you are offsetting that bias to negativity and the old way of thinking. But part of why it's hard is because of the language. And part of why it's hard is because it is such a new way of thinking. If you think about, you know, if you're used to writing with your right hand and that's your dominant hand and that's effortless, you don't even have to think about it. That's the way most of us think, fear, separation. We don't even realize it, it's so natural to us. You put the pen in our other hand, which for me would be my left, it's gonna be really awkward. And if I just try to like read one thing a day or write one thing a day with my left hand, I'm not really gonna train my brain any differently. But if I do the lessons that this course offers in mind training, then I'm doing it throughout the day. I am really training myself, creating those neural pathways. And it would be like I'm writing with my pen multiple times a day with my left hand. And eventually that's going to start to get equal with my right hand. And now we've got a, a little bit of a fairer fight between love and fear. And then the more that we pour the love in and the love-based thoughts and have the conversations like this, what a beautiful podcast you guys have that's such a love-based podcast, the more that we do that and we listen to podcasts that lift us up and we study A Course in Miracles and we read Neil Donald Walsh and we come into my Facebook group, The Luminosa Playground, the more that we are around people who want to talk about the light, who want to talk about love, the more that becomes the norm instead of the exception. So obviously I am a huge fan of A Course in Miracles and I might've said way more than you expected to hear, but. Oh no, it was perfect. It, it's perfect. <laughs> It, it's motivating, right? Because I've got that, you know, I've got it on Audible, which is probably the worst place for it. But I mean, because it's like, oh. Yes, so that's how I started. And I, it was, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it on Audible. And I have different versions of it. Marianne Williamson also there have a companion go. book to it. And, yeah. uh, but still, you know, I think the best way to do it is definitely to get, to get, I want to say coached on it. Yes. And um, I think it's really an important um, study book. It's something that, that should be done in conversation with other people. So it's fantastic for having that group. You're going to have to let us know how to how to sign up for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll send you the link and we can put it in the show notes too for anybody who's interested. Thank yeah, you. We started on January 1st, but you can jump in any time. And yeah. just go back and do the lessons. And then we have two live Q&As each, um, each month. So no matter where you're at in your particular journey, you can come to those live Q&As and be like, 
I don't understand. It talks about forgiveness, but how do I forgive this person? And so we get to be in conversation and celebrate, celebrate our expansion. And also, are you having a tough time with this? Yeah, I'm having a tough time with this. It's so powerful to be in community as we know for anything that we're up to in life. But this is one of the most important things we could possibly be doing. Our ego would tell us, no, the 500 things on your to-do list are more important. But what truly matters, where the treasure is, which is your peace, your joy, your understanding, your ability to heal yourself, your life, the world, that comes from this spiritual awakening, spiritual enlightenment, the spiritual path. That's beautiful. So you, sorry, Fran, um, you were saying something when you talked about the encounter with Neil Donald Wells, and that made me think of, I think sometimes we... We scan through things and when there's something that's really important that comes up, I really want to revisit that. You said that he said to Ben that I want to tell you how life works. So I'm going to ask you, tell me, tell Fran, tell our listeners, how does life work? Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many different ways to answer this but I think what I would start with it first starts with the understanding in order to be in our power and to feel less like victims of the world and everything that's going on it requires an understanding that we are spiritual beings before everything we are spiritual beings having physical experiences and I know you guys have heard this and I know many of your your you know your listeners have heard this but there's a difference between hearing it and living it. If you live it at its fullest, which is what A Course in Miracles guides you to do, as well as other spiritual paths, you know, A Course in Miracles says there are other paths, you know, this one is yours because it's in your hands. Like that's how it works, right? Um, so as we are, it, let me just back up and say, unless it doesn't resonate for you, then that's not your path and something else is. So there's no have tos, there's no shoulds, there's no whatever. But as we live into this understanding that I am one with the divine, whether you call that the universe or God, the divine spirit source, if we start from the basis of understanding that there is literally one of us here, we are all part of the divine. And we are here in these individual expressions, this particular body, I know myself as a woman, I know myself as, you know, X number of years age of age, and I'm a mother and I'm a this and I'm a widow and all of these identities that we take on. These are all just part of this physical incarnation, this earth suit that we're wearing as we're navigating space and time right now. And so from my perspective, the entire point of being here is to evolve in our ability to understand who the heck we really are. Because who the heck we really are is, according to A Course in Miracles, and for some of us, some people, this might sound blasphemous, I don't mean it to, but we are God-godding. We are, there's no difference, A Course in Miracles says, between us and Jesus Christ, other than because he was the son of God and we are a son of God with him. There's one of us here. There's no difference other than he knew he was love. He knew he was the son of God. He was able to heal because he knew that. And we have all kinds of messages that came in on top of that. All of the fear-based messages that came in on top of that. So the only difference is that we don't remember who we are. And so we are here to remember who we are. That's the point. 
And so we have experiences throughout our lifetime, this person that we need to learn to forgive. Ah, okay, well, I am love. And one of the forms of love is forgiveness. And now I get to know myself as that form of love. And then here's somebody else that requires patience to interact with. Now I get to know myself as that form of patience. Somebody else, in order for me to be in my peace, I need to really look through the lens of compassion. And now I know myself as that form of love. So we move through life with these, of course, the miracles cause all of our relationships assignments along the way. Everybody meant to teach something about who we are, or give us an opportunity to be something that we haven't fully been before all to the purpose of our own evolution and ultimately freedom and liberation because it is our minds that keep us imprisoned and believing that we're something less than this incredible spiritual being with all the power of God moving through us. Yeah, that's beautiful. So Ellie, you talked about how um, you know, with the Course of Miracles, that it's a difficult book to get through unless you have a, a group of people or a mentor or something like that. Uh, I downloaded your ebook, you know, How to Have a Kick-Ass Peer Group, How to Harness the Power of a Kick-Ass Peer Group. And it's lovely. And it was free on your website. And um, can you just talk a little bit more about that, how important it is to surround yourself with people who are you know, solid. Can you just talk about a little bit about that again? Absolutely. I like to have people do an activity that has you draw a picture of the arena of life. So you're in the middle of the arena. You're doing what you're doing. You're acting out all of the pieces of your life. And then you've got the people who are the closest in. And I actually have people draw, okay, these are the people who are on the bench who get the closest to us and get to tell us their thoughts about what we're doing. Then we've got the people in the next ring out and the people in the next ring out and the people in the next ring out. And I love to have people think about this because we want to be really intentional. If what I want to be, for example, is optimistic, if I have in my inner circle and my closest people, people who are pessimistic, I am swimming against the current all the time. And that is so much effort. And I eventually start to get indoctrinated into this other way of thinking. And so Jim Rohn famously said that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So this is just taking that concept and being like, okay, let me see if I were to draw my arena and the people who are really on this bench, they get my ear on a regular basis. And then the people and these people and these people, and now let me do, let me grab a pen, a, you know, a red pen, a green pen, a yellow pen and circle each one in the color green. If what matters most to me is to be optimistic, joyful, financially free and healthy, whatever the things are that matter to me. Well, let me circle the people on my chart in green if they help me to be those things. In yellow, if they're kind of neutral, not hurting, not really helping. And in red, if they're hurting my cause. And then I have them, based on that drawing, draw a second one. Well, if this looked more like having the influence that you want to have in your life, 
then what would this look like? And then of course there's bigger conversations there. How do you move friends from the inner circle to the outer circle and the outer circle to the inner circle? And how do you invite more people into your life in a meaningful way? But it is it starts with that understanding that we are the average of the people that we spend time with. It, we can't not do that. It's how our brains work. They match and mirror the people around us. And they even know that, you know, you see somebody smile and you're likely to smile because you've got these neurons that want to do what people around you are doing. And so we got to pay attention to that. And if what we see modeled for us again and again is somebody who's broke all the time, well, we need to be really conscious about inviting some examples of people into our world who have done really well for themselves. And if we've got people who have a really negative money story around us, let's pay attention to that. And if we've got people who have a negative understanding of men and relationships with men. And so the moment that something goes wrong in a relationship, it's like, oh, men and they blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not helping us. That's not helping us at all. So finding the people like, Oh, somebody who's got really good relationships with men, if that's something that's important to you, with me having a son, it absolutely is making sure that I've got somebody like that in my world, making sure that I've got the different people that represent the different experiences and qualities that I want to embody. Yeah. Amazing. That's why I'm grateful for Marina. You know, I see Marina a couple times a week on this show. And, uh, you know, we both vibrate at a high level and we keep each other high. Uh, and, you know, your Luminosa playground as well. I mean, Marina, you were you were going to say something, so I'll let you say it. But I'll, I want to come back to the Luminosa playground before we no, finish. No, go ahead, Ron. It's okay. Go ahead. You know, Ellie, your Luminosa playground, I've I've been able to play there. A little bit right so you come on every morning every weekday morning mm -hmm. and um can you just tell our viewers a little bit about you know you've got a little pattern that you follow and uh you've got very you've got people that join you there that come every morning right they're yeah. going to come every morning no matter where in the world they are to to interact with you live so you know i know what you do but uh can you let our viewers know how you run the Luminosa playground. Absolutely, yeah. So this came from a place of wanting there to be a place that was filled with love and positivity and and not just a shallow level of that, but a deep level of that so that we could deepen this together. And the idea of wanting to have a daily ritual to help us get into our power every day. And the Luminosa is what I call our highest and best. And we all have her. I call it the light of a thousand suns, that we all have the light of a thousand suns, but often we're handing out our dimmer switch to everybody around us. So this is where we come together and we intentionally focus on love and our higher self to invite her to the table. It changes our brain chemistry. It changes what we're capable of. There's so many things that happen. But what we do is we share gratitudes, appreciations, and celebrations. I call them GACs, G-A-Cs. And I encourage people to share at least three to five of those. There are some people who hang back and never say a word. I'll see the little thing coming across saying, you know, this person's watching. And I just know there are some people who are a little bit more introverted. This isn't their thing. Um, but some people come in and they are active and they are sharing and interacting with each other. It's a beautiful sisterhood. And then we do some deep breathing together. I guide people through that in different ways on different days. And then we do a reading usually from um, 
from this. It's called The Daily Word. It's this little booklet. It comes from Unity Church and you can get it from dailyword.com. And you can also get them sent to your emails. And they just have these beautiful little like Wednesday, January 10th was about belong. And it's just this reading that's this long. And so we do a reading and I and then I just kind of riff on it and talk about it and kind of whatever comes through me. And we have some conversation. It's a really beautiful, it's a half hour long. You can come for all of it. You can you can just skip around if you want to. You don't have to come at all. Some people come religiously every day and have for years. Some people come for a bit and then they drift for a bit and then they come back in. I've had really cool experiences where, for example, one person who had been hanging back, I literally had never even seen her name. She completely changed her life based on listening to that ritual. She was an incredibly toxic work environment. And one day she was in the bathroom. She's listening to the ritual and everything. And she'd been listening to it for a while. And she was like, this is not what I want to do anymore. No, this is not okay with me anymore. And she literally walked out, changed her entire life. And I had never even knew she existed before that point. So it's um, it's a space that is safe and empowering and respectful and kind, where we get to focus on this idea that we are God-godding. And whether you use the word God doesn't matter, universe, source, love, pure love, divine, to get back into alignment with that truth, because when we are in alignment with that truth, we can, what I call like, it's usually, if you think of it, this came through me the other day, and I just love this metaphor. If you think of it, we normally kind of have our heads in the sand, and we're thinking that we need to move this little piece of sand over here, and this one over here, and then this one's got to go over here. Oh, and then this one fell down. And so we're so busy moving the little pieces of sand that we're not recognizing that when we can lift our head out of the sand, out of the day-to-day -day life experience and everything that's going to keep us busy, What's available to us when we align with God, with love, with source is treasure beyond our imagining. But the ego keeps us busy with us moving the little pieces of sand here and there and, and everywhere else. So this helps us to pull our heads out and to recognize and remember, oh, this is who I am. And this is who I'm going to be in this day. And we've been doing it for coming up on five years. Our anniversary is March 25th. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, Ali, this this um the time is just flying by here. I um I everything you say is just hope provoking. So it's it's wonderful. But we always ask, what is your message of hope? That you are loved beyond measure no matter what you've said, no matter what you've done, no matter what you haven't said or done that you thought you should have, that you are loved beyond measure. And that will never be in question. The only question is whether you're going to give that space to come into your life and land for you. Because when you do, it will change everything. But until that point, if you are blocking that, that, that truth is there, you just don't get to experience it. So the hope is that that is always there waiting for you. And the work is doing the work to fill yourself with the light so you can start to believe that instead of all of the messages of the world. Well, yeah. yeah Ellie, your new book, The Joy Spiral Playbook, 
Yes. Um, you read a little bit of it. Uh, was it today or yesterday or whatever on Luminosa? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in, you know, can you just before we leave, tell us a little bit about your book and when does it come out in hardcover? Um, so it came out a year ago in um, the ebook and the audio book. And I, it's going to be hopefully before our anniversary, March 25th, that it will be available on Amazon. But in the meantime, the way to get it is to go to book.thenewbrave.com. And the book is called The Joy Spiral Playbook, Discover the Surprising Path to a Life Filled with Joy. And it is really about this idea that instead of waiting for joy to happen to us, that we recognize that joy is available in the little moments of every day. And I have this concept that I call the difference between circumstantial joy, which is there are circumstances that invite you to joy. There's a new baby, a wedding or whatever. Circumstantial joy, amazing. Enjoy the heck out of it. And there's intentional joy. There's the joy that you intend to experience. And so you bring a frame of reference, a way of seeing the world to the world and you cultivate that intentional joy. The difference between those is also inside out joy versus outside in joy. And so this book is really, a, it's all kinds of joy activators and guided meditations and activities and everything. A ton of deep insights and truths from my many, many years as a coach, having been coached, having gone to personal growth and development events, having had conversations with God on a daily basis for quite a while. It is a deep, rich book that takes the best of what I have learned, cultivated, discovered, created, and put it together in one package. And I've received the most extraordinary feedback from people who have told me that it changed their life and nothing could make me happier than that. <laughs> Beautiful. You are a true life changer here, Ali. Um, so there are different ways people can work with you besides reading your book. Um, joining your free Facebook page. How else do you serve people? How can they connect with you? What do you offer? That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, first of all, if anybody wants to join the Luminosa Playground, the free Facebook group, you just go to www.luminosaplayground.com. And I told you the address of the book. And the other things that I offer are one-on-one -on -one coaching, which I love doing. And then I have this extraordinary transformational year-long program where rather than just dipping your toe in, I hold your hand through all of the ups and downs of life for an entire year. And we have group coaching every single week. Some people come every single week. Some people come when they can, but you also get ex uh, you get um, access to every single program that I run. And I run a lot of live programs. I run one called Rise Up Luminosa about personal empowerment. I run one called Unshakable about developing unshakable inner peace. I run one about understanding men and cultivating more connection and respect. I run one that's on joy, on self-care, on self-love, um, and one called Luminosa Mom, which is about being a conscious mom and being able to bring out the resilience and strength in your children and maintain a powerful connection with them throughout their lives. 
So it's an extraordinary, each of those programs on their own can shift pieces of your life in really beautiful ways. And then the light year allows you to be like, you know what? I am ready to just springboard my evolution and I wanna come in and I wanna shift all of these things so that it's not just, okay, I learned all of these great things and rise up Luminosa, but then three months later, I'm scrambling trying to remember how do I apply this because this thing that just happened. Instead, you've got the changes and then you've got me holding your hand. I'm like, you've got it. This is what we want to focus on here. This is how to get yourself back to center right now. Um, and yeah, and my one-to-one -one coaching, which I love. And I've got people who will do both the light year and the one-to-one -one coaching. And that is also an incredibly powerful combination. For me, I love, I've got, you know, the lower price programs of like $55. I've got some free stuff. I've got the higher price programs of like $777. And then I've got the year long access. Um, so I've got everything at different price points. My favorite thing is if you can come into my world and stay with me for a year, then we can really knock the ball out of the park. Mm. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, thank well, you. thank you so much, Ellie, for being here with us and sharing your joy and your light. And, you know, it is a real testament that we can go through hard things, right? Yeah. And uh, still come out the other side. Uh, brilliant. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I also want to be really clear that it doesn't mean that every day is filled with joy and light all the time, because that that sets up an 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 unattainable standard. Yeah. It's about cultivating more and more and more of it so that you fall off the field as little as possible and you climb back up as quickly as possible and you just get to ride a higher sine wave. Right. Yeah. Right. And I just a reminder here, your website is thenewbrave.com. Yeah, T-H-E-N-E-W-B-R-A-V-E.com. And my name is Ellie, E-L-L-I-E, at thenewbrave.com, if anybody wants to reach out to me. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ali. This was wonderful. It was really so enlightening to speak with you, to learn from you. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. So beautiful to be in your energy. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for watching. I hope this meant as much to you as it did to us. And we will be back next week with more hope.